When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. John Cena spiked. John Cena spiked. <laughs> we uh watching the countdown on the, the monitor over there. And Ollie just said to me, he was like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say at the start mm-hmm. of this video. And I was like, well, you've got 15 seconds to, to figure that out. And then you were like, at the, at the 10 second mark left, you're like, got it. Yeah, and I thought then when I did the John Cena spiked bit, which is obviously like a bit of a, a disappointment, I thought you would laugh at the anti-climax <laughs> of it, and you just know so. I did laugh. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Lugo in DAD. This is the WWE Crown Jewel 2023 review podcast. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below with your thoughts on Crown Jewel and some of the quite large talking points coming out of what was... Otherwise, I would say a, a middling-y show. And send in your... Oh, I nearly said Omega Chats. <gasps> what are they on a premium live event? I think we just call them Ultra Chats. Ultra Chats. We just go back no to the, nanny the, the chats original stuff. name. Send in your Omega Chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. Over five US dollars before the end of the show. Now, I thought this was a, a quite predictable card. And most of it, I got right. You know, Drew, I didn't really believe in. I just wanted it to happen. Yeah. Um, I had Seth in Wrestle League. Yeah. I like EO, I thought Belair, I thought could go either way. I was more leaning towards Belair, but EO retaining wasn't particularly surprising to me. But I thought for sure John Cena is beating Solo Sokoa to set up John Cena versus Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble for Cena chasing his 17th world championship win. A record-breaking world championship win. Ending a world, uh, a record-breaking reign. I, on the other hand, had John Cena in both Wrestle League and on the, the predictions video that we did here on this very channel because that's just what John Cena does. Like I looked at, when we went into the uh, fast lane match, when he was tagging with LA Knight against the Bloodline, Dan was like, wouldn't it be interesting if they did this with the bloodline and this with that? Cena? I was like, that's not what'll happen, Dan. What'll happen is Cena will get worked over a bunch, then LA Knight gets the hot tag, then they win. And that's exactly what happened. Well, 
You want interesting from Triple H outside of the Summer Sla- Royal Rumble to SummerSlam period. Yeah. No, no, no. no You've no, got no. to wait two more months for that, my friend. That Well, that was my argument. So when we came into doing Crown Jewel and he was like, wouldn't it be interesting? And I was like, Dan, you're going down the wrong path, my friend. John Cena, he said in his promo, I haven't won a singles match in five years. Granted, I've also not had many in uh, in the last five years. And I was like, he's going to win. This is house show vibes. This is what John Cena does. This is what WWE and John Cena do. John Cena goes up against the monster. John Cena beats the monster. Only other time this hasn't happened would have been the Brock Lesnar SummerSlam match. And really, that was less about John Cena. That was more about Brock Lesnar. This is like, we've given Brock Lesnar, he's ended the streak, and now he's going to go on this dominating run as like the unstoppable champion. Could even make the argument that was more about Daniel Bryan. That was meant to be the Daniel Bryan match, and Cena just subbed in. Yeah, but what actually happened here subverted all of the expectations I had going into this. Not the match, that was really boring. Oh, Oh, it's a Cena match! (laughs) It was really boring. But the finish... Mm. Being in the live crowd, so we did our live watch party for Crown Jewel yesterday. Thank you to everyone uh, who was there, by the way. It was great meeting, uh, seeing so many of you, seeing so many familiar faces, seeing new faces as well. Three guys came in from America, two of which were from Chicago, funnily enough. They came all the way over, and I just assumed as part of a larger trip. And I think all of them said, now we're going back on Monday. <laughs> I was like, I'm being- Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I now feel like I'm letting you down. <laughs> Do you want some merchandise? Yeah, please. They have the channel. Just just have the channel. But I was stood in the crowd during that match, and there was this really interesting ripple through the area that I was in, which is that he hits the spike and Cena goes down. And someone someone next to me was like, I bet you he does it again and Cena will kick out. And so he picks him up and he hits another one. And the guy was like, yep, here it comes. Goes for the pin where that's where the kick out is. And then he hit a third one. And a guy next to me was like, he's, he's not going to kick out of three. Yeah, is yeah. Is, is this how we're protecting Solo? Like, when 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 does the, the FU bit come? When does the attitude bit adjustment bit come? And there was just this confused ripple as we were all watching Solo Sokoa just constantly spike. When he picked him up and he just started jabbing him in the throat, a guy next to me went, Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. Yeah, it was like Jamie. Like, oh my god! Like, I can't believe what I'm about. I'm actually watching, and then Solo just covers him and pins him clean as a sheet. This was, I, I, I call the title of this video John Cena squashed, sort of, because mm. it wasn't a squash match, but the finish sure felt like one. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was. Uh... 12-ish minutes before they got into the, the spike. The good bit. The, 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 the interesting bit. But yeah, when it had the, I had the exact same thing. I was on the live reactions panel when this match was going on, me and Tempest. We were mostly crapping on Cena's working style. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, one spike. And we were like, okay, he'll do another one. And uh, another spike. Here. I was like, oh, okay. Well, okay, he's done two. And I said, Tempest, I've got it. He goes for the third one because Solo was walking around sort of reveling in this dominance. The arrogance is going to get to him. He's going to go for a third one, but he's taken just a little bit too long. And John Cena is going to duck it, hoist him up, AA win. And then you kind of protected Sokoa because he was his own downfall and Cena gets the win, moves on to Reigns. But yeah, then he just got him a third time. And that's the rule of three, isn't it? Like you, you either... 
you, that's the one you reverse on if you don't reverse on the first one. Yeah. And when he just kept on going, 11 Samoan spikes to the throat and some misplaced ones to the, the sternum. Yeah. It was it was com- not comparative because the whole match back in 20, was it 13 or 14, 14 against Brock Lesnar was, that was the whole match, just suplexes, utter dominance. This was back and forth throughout. In fact, it was 10 minutes. But back and forth strong. It was Cena selling for 30, of 70% of the match. 85, yeah. But they also were trying to trade finisher attempts because crucially, Cena never hit the AA. He didn't, either. no. Uh, I think it blocked about three spikes beforehand, but every time also Sokoa had gotten out of an AA. So there was that story. That bit was different. But yeah, really, really interesting finish and, you know, quite a bold creative decision. And it puts Cena, Cena's 2023, that loss to Austin Theory in a feud where he just said, Austin Theory, you're crap. And then he lost to Austin Theory. And then in this this feud, he was kind of like, Solo Sokoa, you're also rubbish. And then he loses to Sokoa. Yeah. I think this one is a better job than the, the theory. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. 100%. But it's the same same weird approach yeah. going in. I can't, I get what you mean. Because, like, the theory one, yeah, all of his promos were like, hey, Austin Theory, you suck. And even if you beat me, you're still a loser. Like, and then Austin, Okay, that's going to get everyone over, John. Yeah. And then what happened? Theory won, and he was a loser. And then, like, and absolutely no one cared. Like, I have seen people be like, man. Cena's put over Austin Theory and Solo Sokoa. Like, what a selfless guy. Like, he didn't put over Austin Theory. If anything, he made him look worse, even though he beat him. But this Solo Sokoa one, I think, genuinely does feel different. This felt like putting Solo over. Mm. We had an ultra chat on the live reactions that said, like, man, what's next for Cena? And I was like, that's not the interesting part here. What's next for Solo? Because you have got to, like, this is now, this is big. This is, he dominated John Cena. Mm Mm-hmm clean as a sheet a dominating victory this is a big wave that we need to ride now that isn't just like i, I said to dan like on, at this point if he wins the u.s title that feels like a demotion this is how big yeah. of a win that it was and maybe you know put the title on that elevates the title somewhat but this feels like roman's got to be next well do you think this is the start because i don't think next is right but do you think this is the start of solo Becoming the guy who actually beats Roman. So you don't... No, because Cody's the guy to beat Roman. <laughs> Cody's not winning the title. <laughs> I've made peace with this. Embrace the despair. Someone did point out, and we talked about this on the show previously, uh, come WrestleMania 40, they might look at it and be like, oh, he's actually closing in on Hogan's number now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we should keep the belt and beat Hogan's number as well. No, honestly, you go, you do it three, like I said, you do it three times. Yeah, it's the Okada thing, yeah. right? But yeah, like I, I, because the, the whole story with Cody and Roman is the bloodline, right? Like, so at WrestleMania, Roman had a full bloodline. <laughs> But Cody said to him, "Was like one by one, they're going to they're going to fall." So mm. Jay has gone. I well, Jimmy left and then went back. So I don't quite yeah, know. What, that's a weird one. Yeah, I don't quite know what's happening there. But maybe Jimmy will go again. You know, and that'll really do a lot for him <laughs> as a singles guy. But this, feels you like- know, like we've got main event Jay Uso, lower mid card <laughs> Jimmy Uso, the other Uso, <laughs> the other Uso, Jimmy Uso. This feels like this is the start of. Solo spinning away because you could mm. do solo versus Roman before Mania, 
which means that by the time you get to Mania, Cody is going up against Roman with no bloodline. Jay is gone. Jimmy's gone. And Solo is gone. It is just Cody and Roman. Heyman might even go. Like, what if Heyman just like decides, I'm going to go with Solo? I I, I see that idea. But um, I think I th- I'm thinking a bit longer term. I've only I've only had a night sleeping on this, so I don't know how I'll feel later on in the week. But Solo beats Cena here. Then he beats, so, you know, he keeps beating these bigger and bigger people, uh, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins when he hasn't got the title, these other people who are figures in Roman's past, Kevin Owens, although that feels like it's happened a lot already. Maybe it's Solo Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Whoa. Solo beats Brock, but Solo has had to do so much to take out Brock, he's wiped out. That's what takes him out of the Cody Roman match later on. But then, uh, you know, by SummerSlam next year, it's like, oh, Solo's beaten all of the people who beat Roman clean without interference. And then you're like, Paul Heyman switches sides. This is the guy going for your title, Roman, because he would have retained at WrestleMania. And then next year's SummerSlam is kind of the the sequel to the Jey Uso match, where it's the other guy, the yeah. other Uso, going against Roman. I really, really like that. I don't think the live chat will like it, because that means <laughs> that Roman is just champ until next year's SummerSlam. It's just, it's going to happen. I, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I doubt Cody even gets the match. It'll be The Rock. No, The Rock's not back. <laughs> I know he showed up that one time, but again, actor strike. Yeah. He didn't have anything else to do that Friday. I love your pitch. I love your idea. I really like that whole idea of he beats all of Roman's previous challenges, but without him. Because Solo is key to a lot of this. Solo is the key to why he beat Drew. Mm. Solo is the key to why he beat Cody. It's Solo's interference. Because Jimmy's interference usually, like, yes. you know, because he... <gasps> Duh! <laughs> dumbass Jey Uso <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jimmy Uso rather so like Jimmy's never really worked but Solo's does work mm. and you can have that thing of like and Heyman realizing like oh actually you're I don't think you are the head of the table I don't think you are the tribal chief because he's doing this without me he's doing this without Jimmy he's doing this without you but you need all of us mm. to be able to do this it's a fascinating story but I do think that Cody is, unless of course, because we joked about this on the street on the stream yesterday, that it's not finishing the story at Mania Forty. It's finishing the story at Mania Forty One because you have Cody lose twice, then Cody eventually wins the the final of the trilogy. Rule of three. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what about Cena though? Cena got the the bit at the end where he's standing in the ring and he's doing the like floppy hair. Oh, what? What's happened? I'm John Cena. Walks out looking sad and despondent. Someone commented on my review video. Why wasn't he stretched out? Right, go off. Well, I, I guess because this is the last match for Cena under this current deal he's under. Well, then put over the guy properly. Yeah, but the, but the idea being he gets to have his standing ovation, he gets to have his moment in front of the fans. I don't care. <laughs> if the idea is... Put over Solo as strong as possible. Yeah. Then you do the version that puts over Solo as strong as possible. I, I don't disagree. I'm just trying to give you the, the WWE mindset, I guess, which is he gets to have that one last standing ovation 
before he goes off into the sunset of movie making again. I think Cena, after 11 spikes, given how they built up the spike in the pre-match promos and stuff, like Heyman's work there, like crushing people's voice boxes. Cena should be rolling around. He can't breathe. To put a ventilator on him. Like, stretcher him out properly. Yeah. I mean, it'd be great. you got to do that for every solo match, I guess, after that. Well, no, he's not doing 11 spikes oh, to yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But yeah, like, I, I guess the mindset is you give him that one last standing ovation because he said at the press conference, once the strike's over, I'm out of here. And his deal ends because he was advertised throughout October. And obviously, we're now into November. Mm. I don't think he's advertised for any more dates. Which means we're looking at a SmackDown with no Cena and no Roman for for the rest of the year. Oh, so it's it's just lower mid card Jimmy Uso <laughs> and Solo and LA Knight, I guess. So yeah, like you could have Solo beat LA Knight, you know? Yeah, I'd, yeah, that I'd, would be one. I yeah. beat him without interference in this that, and the other because LA Knight main events he did he beat Roman Reigns mm. like everyone else has beaten Roman Reigns, but the referee didn't see it interference. We'll get to that in a bit. So. You could run with that. I just don't know if Cena's going to be around. Because, like, honestly, at this point, I don't think you want to have him around. Because what else can he do? What else can he do other than put over this guy super-duper strong without doing a stretcher job? I'll tell you what else he can do. And it's the only other thing I want to discuss. Hit a choke slam. That was not a choke slam. What what happened there? I, what was it meant to be? I think that was definitely a choke slam. I thought when I watched it, I saw that moment, and I, I'm not just me. This is like a lot of people around all thought he was doing a rock bottom because <laughs> it's you know it's it's the the bloodline. It's not how you do a rock bottom. Oh, well, I do, look at John, that's not how you do an STF either. But he, <laughs> he does it every match. It's not how you do a crossface, but he keeps doing that as well. It's not how you do a lot of the moves. Mm. That, it's not how you do punches, but he keeps <laughs> doing them. Yeah, I thought it was a a rock bottom because it was playing off the bloodline yeah. and also his history with the Rock, the the two WrestleManias that they mm-hmm. had, the the twice in a lifetime run. So I, I, that's how I read it, okay. as opposed to, and I appreciate I'm kind of maybe alone in this, because you thought it was a choke slam, and some of the live chat also thought it was a choke slam as well. Someone said, no, no, it was a bookend. Uh, occasionally, John Cena just decides that his current offense isn't ugly enough, <laughs> so he tries to butcher someone else's move. Yeah, the stunner. The stunner, remember the he, hurricane rana. Do you remember his seated leg drop that he used to do? Oh. That used to... <laughs> Rubbish. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Shall we have a look on the chats? I haven't got. I've got my notes on my phone today, so I haven't yeah. got the. Uh, That's it. Well, I'll chat. I'll uh, I'll do the hmm. chats then if um, if Gary's done them. He has. <laughs> I don't guess. Um, Matt here says uh, I expected Cena to win, as the story they're telling is him trying to break his losing streak and win. It's hard to do a losing streak story when he just won last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you save that Cena win for WrestleMania 40 next year and have him beat Solo in a last man standing match. Take Solo out of interfering in Cody Reigns too, while Jay could neutralize Jimmy from interfering. Yeah, that's that looks good as well, I guess. James here said, I just wish they gave Cena... I wish they had Cena give this to someone who needs the rub. Solo is already in the main event scene, but I guess Bloodline is gonna Bloodline. Oh, no, I, I think it's a really good use of Cena to put over Solo. I agree. Yeah, I think Solo's at that level where beating Cena like this makes total sense. I thought that, that worked perfectly for me. That's when I agree, because the other thing I saw was the, that tweet that I saw, which was like, oh, he's put over Austin Theory and this. They was like, he put over Roman Reigns, he put over Bray Wyatt, and I was like, they were already main eventers. Mm. Like, he, I don't think he put them over. He just lost to them. Yeah, and even John doesn't really put over anyone. <laughs> he beats them a couple of months after. Well, that, that, I mean, that's only been what uh, Matt's sort of promoting mm. here is like, hey, let's just do the match again, yeah. and Cena can win that time. Brian here says, we all know when Cena retires that he leaves his jorts in the ring <laughs> <laughs> to to reveal a skimpier pair of short shorts underneath. Uh, and Jonathan Edmund, who's been a member for 26 months in a row, said, I never thought I'd see Cena in almost the ex-champ now in the opener status like Pedro Morales was in the mid-80s. That may be hyperbole, I know. Yeah, I don't think we're there yet, but it definitely feels with the Austin Theory match at WrestleMania as well that he's almost been transitioned by WWE into that place that New Japan puts its old timers. Yeah. Uh, me and Tempest were talking about this on the stream because of course, of course he made it about New Japan. <laughs> but like Tanahashi at the moment, he, he could probably go for one last title run, but New Japan's mindset is, well, that's not believable. You're of a certain age, yep. so you don't go for the title anymore. Yeah. Whereas I didn't think WWE did it that way. Goldberg will win titles and stuff. But yeah, Cena 
maybe WWE just see him as the guy they bring in, put over a younger star. So good. That's what you should be doing with legends. It's what AEW did with their legends, sort of early doors. Well, I would agree if there wasn't that one last proper main event story to tell with John Cena, which is the 17th world title chase. Not even saying he wins it, just saying going for it. Yeah. Uh, Homer Star fan here said, I can't believe Logan Paul is a champion after scamming his fans out of millions and not paying them back despite saying that he would. The moral of the story is, kids, if you're popular enough, you can get away with anything and be rewarded for it. Oh, I hate to break it to you, um, Homer Star fan, but, you know, just go back and look at all your favorite wrestlers from the <laughs> Attitude Era. They're not moral heroes. Uh, not actually Tesco has been a member for nine months in a row said this was one of the better Saudi shows I've seen only two gropes for me is I hope Cena has one more match and FFS let Roman cheat differently mm, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's in the top half of Saudi shows but that's because the bottom half of Saudi shows are, are some of the worst shows WWE have ever done I think this was yeah quite a middling show coming off the back of two quite middling mm. in-your-house shows that they did for Payback and Fastlane. And a, a SummerSlam that was okay. Yeah, a, a misfired pretty, a bit. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, I think we are on the, the... You know, they always talk about post-SummerSlam is a, re, is a wrestling lull because the hot period for WWE and when they are, like, truly on focus is Royal Rumble through, re, through Mania and then into SummerSlam. But I think, you know, WWE's great pay-per-view streak began at SummerSlam 2022 when Triple H took but charge. You, you say that, but then there was Extreme Rules is in that. Yeah, 98% rated show by Ali <laughs> Davis. Return of Bray Wyatt there. It's the only thing on that show. Fight Pit. But then you got what War Games, happened? Rumble, Chamber. Yep. You, I mean, just that, and, I... and even post-Mania, like, back, well, Backlash wasn't super... No, Backlash was in... Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico one. That was really good. Money in the Bank was excellent. Like Champions. Yeah, I think you can make the argument Survivor Series through to SummerSlam is a great streak. Yeah. Backlash is the only wobble that was in there because it had big house show energy. No Roman. Yeah. There's no Roman on it. And it also was just, oh, it's the Usos versus uh, Kevin and Sammy again. Yeah. Like that was the only real like dip. And even then, it was a great show. So, like, it's hard. Bad Bunny. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, it's like, which is why I say, like, it's got big house mm. show energy to it, but a very, very good house show energy to it. So, that's the only wobble, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't make a strong argument for this one. Mm. So, I think you can run Survivor Series through to SummerSlam as a really hot streak of just banger after banger. Since then, I think it has just been a bunch of three out of. I don't think it's a downward spiral. Because that would suggest there's movement. <laughs> this is just this is a flat line, yeah, I guess. Yeah. A flat line with life to it, mm -hmm. but it's a flat line. But I think we might be on a spike when we come to Survivor Series. Because there was say. because there was a you know quite a big moment on this show in the return of Kyrie Sane, and I think that's gonna leave some really big things going into Survivor Series. Shall we get into the show? Yeah. So the opening match for this, on the pre-show no less, was Sami Zayn and JD McDonough having uh, about a nine and a half minute opening match. It's, it's exactly what you want from an opening match. It wasn't too flashy. It wasn't anything particularly special. Um, it's just JD apparently took all of his bumping lessons from SummerSlam 2005. What, the Shawn Michaels? Yeah, he was he was flipping around like mad. There's a moment in this match, and Fightful shared this, being like, man, this selling is top-notch. And everyone else is going like, 
what are you uh, are you sure <laughs> there's a moment when sammy bumps jd's head into the top rope and he sells that by doing a flip like an inverted flip backwards i, I every time i watch it, i'm like I'm not sure what his mindset was and how he thought this is how bodies move. I I didn't mind it. What it was akin to watching one of those uh, amateur indie computer games with broken physics. The the I'll fight forever. The crazy <laughs> the craziest bit was near the start. Uh, Sami Zayn sort of went to do the monkey flip thing off the international sequence, and usually the flyer in that would do a flip bump and you know flip over and land on their back. But JD just lawn darted himself forward into the bottom rope. Yeah. And I think that's where the grazed abdomen came from. Like he had this awful friction burn on his on his torso. Yeah, it looked like he got a bit of um, mat burn. Yeah. Um the So this was a pre-show match. Yeah. First one since Clash at the Castle. Oh. Oh. I was going to surprise you with that fact. I, I, I did it in the news. Um, oh, I week. did it in the review. Oh. Yeah, I did it in the news last week. No, well, who, who was in the Clash of the Cup? Okay, if I remember this correctly, it's Alpha Academy and Austin Theory Come versus on. Street Profits and someone. Oh my God, damn it. I've also forgotten who the Street who was, Profits tag Who did they was. tag with? Who did they? Oh no! I I done this in the news, and I watched your I, video today. I wrote it today, <laughs> and said it. Um, but that was four hours ago. Maybe. Yeah, I can't remember who the other person was. I'm sure the live chat will will let us know. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Someone said, "Give us a, a Samoan like spike." Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Samoan like spike, everybody. Uh, so yeah, so this is the first pre-show match we've had in over a year. And it was a match where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember why you don't do this anymore. They don't mean anything. I didn't mind. Mad Cat Moss. Mad Cat Moss. I actually didn't mind it. Uh, Tempest said to me afterwards, they somehow had a standard pre-show match where they also beat the S out of each other. <laughs> so I like the physicality in it. But yeah, ultimately nothing. The main card opened up with Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. This was a bit of a surprise because we were speculating, or you were speculating, if Priest versus Cody goes on first, Damien can lose, and that's classic WWE. By the end of the night, he cashes in his money in the bank. And he's champion. Yeah. Someone at the bar did talk me out of this and talk mm. me off this ledge when they said, they've telegraphed it too much on TV that he's going to cash in. He's not going to cash in. And as soon as they said it, I was like, gosh, Dan, you're right. That's exactly what it is. It's too, It's a yeah. red herring. And they did because they were on TV being like, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And what do you know? It didn't happen. That well, dude was absolutely on the banana. Should we actually just skip to that bit first? Because we already kind of got into it. Seth retains uh, clean. Um, and then Damien Priest's music hits. He comes down. He's giving the briefcase to the referee. And it's always such a long process for the referees to figure this out. They should be primed. It's been 20 years. Whenever guys. there is a championship match after Money in the Bank and the briefcase is still active, all referees should know this is a possibility. The ref came down with him. <laughs> and then he stood there and it was like, what? What, are you, what is it you want me to do? And Priest just has to stand there, gurning like, yeah, it's where are you, Sammy? When am I going to get jumped by this masked man? That's what happens. He gets jumped by a masked man. It's not CM Punk. It's Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn just runs off 
with the briefcase. I guess this is a way to delay yeah. the, the cash-in, delay chat of the cash-in as well, because Sammy now has the briefcase. I saw some people being like, maybe Sammy can cash in on Roman. I was like, I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, hey, they make the rules. They can make whatever they want, really. So, yeah, this feels like a bit of, you know, mid-card filler. Great. More Sami Zayn versus Judgment Day matches. That's 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 exactly what Raw needs right now. Um, but then, you know, they could do a match for the, the getting back the briefcase. Yeah. Not particularly creative, creatively exciting. Yeah. Definitely holiday filler feud this feels like well they're building to war games oh and yeah they of course like, they will be, yeah, yeah and they've been you know building that for a, a hot a handful of months now do you do war games is for the briefcase oh what for possession of the briefcase what just yeah like put some stakes on it, I, suppose. I don't know how you would facilitate that because i hate it when people put their briefcase on the line otis yeah but we'll see uh the match itself drew versus seth what was was one of the better matches of the night? Really good. Um, I've seen some people say it was match of the night. For me, it just because I'm just not into Seth, I just get this glazed over look sometimes when I when I watch his matches. So for me, it's the Logan match was my favorite match, and then so much happened at the end of the EO match. That's kind of my second favorite match. But then it would be this. Yeah, I think this is like the best in ring wise yeah yeah and, yeah and i think it told you know some a, a pretty good story and i think actually the post match not the damien one but the one with rhea ripley i thought was mm. really really good because that's what's made me very interested going into role but again like like with all seth rollins title defenses i'm more interested in the other guy that, than i am seth as champ the finish of this was really good though and i and i really did enjoy the, the work between them i didn't think i was gonna be- actually believe in therefore but they got me seth drew kicks out of the stomp so Seth goes up to hit a Phoenix splash. Oh, the hubris. And he misses it and turns round right into a Claymore. Great near fall. But then um, Seth, well, when Drew went for a second Claymore, Seth hit the super kick, pedigree, stomp. So HBK, Triple H, Seth Rollins uh, to win. When uh, Drew misses the Claymore, it does make the move look very silly. <laughs> oh, no! Because <laughs> you just go, woohoo! And just jump forward to land on your back. Uh, the, yeah, the story of the match was Seth's bad back. You know, he's still selling it. Until he needs to do moves. Kind of. And Drew... I, I really like Drew's story in this, how he was becoming increasingly more opportunistic. Yeah, I'm going to take advantage of that back. You know, dropping him on the apron from yeah. the steel oh, steps. That was a great, great spot. I, I yeah, I really did enjoy the, the the work between these two. It's just like it's it's not Seth's fault that Matt Jackson sells her back better than he does. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. So yeah, Seth Seth's reign continues. I I feel like that is the more irritating long title reign right now. <laughs> it's it's more irritating than Roman's. Yeah. If I would change a belt right now, it would be Seth's. Not Roman's. <laughs> What would you do? Uh, yeah, like it's it's not it's not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Like Drew is a way more interesting person, but Balor was a more interesting choice, and, and Nakamura to a lesser extent, but a more interesting choice. Um, I was making a joke about the Matt Jackson thing, by the way. So it's, it's a long running joke from the mm-hmm. channel. Before anyone tells, I'm I'm stoking tribal fires. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, the 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 post match was the thing that interested me the most because backstage, oh, yeah. Drew was sad. And Rhea Ripley just stands next to him and just goes, just, you know, a little shrug of the shoulders and walks up before her title match. Basically saying, like, told you. Because hmm. the story going into this match was whoever the Judgment Day side with, and ironically didn't get involved at all, 
that's going to be the winner. But she kept telling Drew, you're not going to be able to beat Seth without our help. So we're going to offer you mm. our help. And now Drew is in a position where he did not take that help and he did not win. So does Drew then accept the Judgment Day's help? Did Drew become part of the Judgment I don't think, I don't want to put him in the Judgment Day. I think that's not the right move for Drew, but certainly aligning himself with them. Maybe he's on their team for war games. Or does he fight against that idea? It kind of goes against the heel turn he's doing, but it's, it's a, a fascinating thing for Drew. Yeah, yeah. The, the... One good thing about Triple H's reign is he really gets those dynamics very well. Those yeah. like, here's a group and here's a person. Will he join them? Well, you know, like we've seen it with Sammy and the Bloodline. We hopefully seen it with Bailey and the EO Sky, Love, yeah. Kyrie stuff, oh, and yeah. and yeah, with Drew and Judgment Day. And I don't know what's happening with JD McDonough though. <laughs> uh, the women's five way was next. That was Rhea Ripley defending her title against Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler. Raquel Rodriguez and Zoe Stark. He's got it. Mm. Bang, straight in there. This was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Rhea Ripley's entrance, it's time for her. And then one Saudi Arabian guy comes out. Um, someone has explained this to me. It's a, it's sort of a, a custom, a sign of respect. And the more people you get, the more high up you are. So the amount of people Rhea got <clears throat> essentially decrees her as royalty in custom yeah and i thought as well like for a country that men are more than women mm. you know in terms of like they only got to be able to drive a couple of years ago we i know that because the propaganda machine of wwe told me so um there was actually propaganda on this one they were plugging the the airlines oh were they yeah oh, they, I missed that. they had an advert where they were like i'm wwe superstar bianca belair and you know what's a great flight <laughs> the saudi airlines and i was like wow no the, mechanical issues. I turned, to the, <laughs> I turned to the guy next to me. I was like, I haven't seen an advert like that on these shows since the first one. Yeah. That's fun. Um, but yeah, like... It, Sports washing. So it's, you know, it was quite a cool visual that a group of men in Saudi Arabia were like, she's, she's actually bigger than us. She's better than us. I didn't see the progressive side. I was too busy laughing. Because yeah. it took just ages because there were 14 people to come out and each guy got their own entrance. And it would, I mean, like, that, that's 10 seconds per person. That's like, I don't know how long it actually went on, but definitely from a live event experience, it was comically long. Comically long because our crowd started going, oh, and then another guy came out and went, one more guy, <laughs> one more guy. We, the Long Arm Pub and Brewery, did not see this as a big sign of respect or like a big sign of progressiveness. They thought it was quite funny. Well, it was honestly, how many more Samoan spikes can John Cena take? How many more guys can come out to line the entranceway for Rhea here? I, like, I was like, that's a long ramp. They're not going to do the whole ramp, are they? It felt like that at one point. Oh, so funny. So funny. Um, Rhea Ripley comes down. They have a match. It's very choreographed. You know, the work, the work was okay-ish. Nia Jax got heat. That's her role. Some of the the multi-person spots were cool, but they just went on a bit too long, a bit contrived. Yeah, there was a moment when Shayna Baszler had two leg submissions on Ripley and Raquel, I think. Yeah. And then she had someone in the, the choke. Might Nia. Been, Nia. She had Nia in the choke. And it felt like she had choked them out. And it was a really cool visual. It just went on a bit too mm. long. And so you were waiting for Zoe Stark to get in. So it lost its peak. 
Like, so there was a moment where I was like, whoa, this is huge. Like, you can literally hit this in our live reaction. People are like, whoa, uh, mm-hmm. waiting for Zoe yeah. Stark to come in and break it up. But like, the, the finish was very fun. So the finish to this match was Ripley has uh, Zoe Stark, I think, in yes. the, the, the Riptide on the second rope to an avalanche one. Raquel Rodriguez thought, this is the right time for me to crawl in the ring and try and pin Shayna Baszler directly beneath <laughs> Ripley. So Raquel gets it's like, now's my chance. Mm-hmm. And Ripley breaks up that pin with the Riptides. All four of them fall down and then she pins Shayna Baszler. Very cool visual. Didn't make Raquel look particularly smart, but it was a very cool visual. And yeah, she a, a big win. But they, they kept Nia away from that. So mm. it's still building towards Rhea and Nia. That's the singles match. And Nia competer. Which, which they set up on Raw as well. There was another good spot. I just want to give a shout out to it. Because this year, WWE have done some great camera work. And I don't know if this was a planned spot. Uh, but Zoe Stark gets up to the top rope to dive outside to a, a crossbody on the other women. Seen this sort of thing a hundred times. Happens in every modern multi-person match. But the cameraman gets right underneath Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark dives over him and he sort of follows her back and tilts as he does and falls over. So like you can see the camera person's leg in the bottom of the frame and the cable and everything. It's just chaos because there's all these bodies down on the ground after the impact. And the thing it made me think of is watching making of the Bourne Identity features on the DVD where they had the guy with the steady cam. Do you remember this? Mm. Run that through the window with Jason Bourne to jump outside. But he was on like a, a bungee cord. Yeah. And it just boing like that. Oh, I loved it. It was a really cool spot. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that, actually. Um, just uh, know because someone just put it out in the chat as well. One thing to note about the Seth Rollins match is that after he retained, Will Ospreay retweeted the and still with some mm. eyes emojis. And Rollins invited him over saying, the water's warm. And, yeah. which makes it sound like you peed in the pool. Um, but Meltzer said on Observer Radio today that like WWE is actually a really big player for Will mm. Ospreay in terms of, of getting him. And matches with Rollins and AJ will probably be like big deciding factors yeah. for, for Will to go across and choose WWE as his destination. Because it's not New Japan. Like He very mm. much said on that the, the Power Struggle like uh, conference, oh, and when my contract's up in February, I'm out of here. So it's whether he's going to go to WWE or uh, to AEW or mm. to TNA. My only worry about him going to WWE, which I think would be really interesting, is that apparently the, re- the report is they want him to be the focal point of NXT Europe. And I just don't think that thing's ever going to happen. <laughs> and I'll also tell him, hey, mate, can you slow down by about yeah. 80%? Oh, there's five-star matches you have. Let's, let's, let's just let's slow those down. Let's do three stars instead. Seth did a few Osprey-esque moves. He did that sort of spinning round set up for the what's it called Osprey's thing when he tilts he goes right it almost looks like a Destino setup. oh right yeah that's what you're saying and it was also a bit of a hidden blade style strike yeah so Seth was leaning into some Osprey uh, references there we got a Survivor Series video package after the women's five way which announced it will be War Games. War Games. No, why isn't William Regal leading this video package? Well, he's not allowed to, is he? It's been a year. Oh. It was, I remember at the time, Regal cannot, like, as a gentleman's agreement, can't appear on screen for a year. Yeah. And maybe we're like a week out from it or something. But it was definitely before Survivor Series, I'm sure. I can't remember. But yeah, I, I, it made, I, I didn't think 
I, it, I'm more like, I wish it was Regal. But I wasn't like, why isn't it Regal? I because guess. it was Full Gear, and then it was like the Wednesday after Full Gear that Regal was just gone. So, and yeah. then it was Survivor Series a week or two later. So we're still a couple of weeks out then. So we, maybe, haven't, we haven't hit Full Gear yet. Well, then postpone the <laughs> announcement until you can use Regal to say but it. You might not be in time. And granted, really, they don't need any help advertising the show. No. It's selling like gangbusters anyway. Exactly. By the way, we're going, so to be, wait. we're going to be doing a live show. Um, I'm going to, I'll play some B-roll footage. Hold on. We're going to be doing a live event for WWE Survivor Series 2023, the Long Island Pub and Brewery. So please do get your tickets in the link in the video description down below or being posted in our live chat because we are going to have... I can't wait. Mm. I had such a fun time last night and I'm really looking forward to Survivor Series. We've got a bunch of shows planned at the Long Arm, so please do come on down and join us for that show because this is the best way to watch wrestling pay-per-views. Yeah, well, not just us saying that, but multiple people came up to us last night and said, oh my God, this is, this is, I only want to watch wrestling shows like this now. As I, we said earlier, Three people came from America yeah. for these shows. And two people did indeed come here to Luke <laughs> from Cork in Ireland. They did. We had two people from Cork uh, come over for the event. And uh, they also had a very good time. Uh, after that, we got the Cena versus Solo match. We've covered that. I Apparently, everyone's just correcting you. Apparently, it was two years. So he's not allowed to be on TV until 2024. Oh, was it really? That's what everyone's saying wow. in the chat, yeah. That's, that's a hell of non-compete right there. We thought WWE was restrictive. <laughs> um, Ms. TV had a segment next. I don't want to spend much time on this because I thought it was an utter waste of my time. Yeah. I'm sure the local crowd loved it for the local celebrity. Then do it on the pre-show <laughs> when no one cares. Yep. It was more for babyface Miz, but you know, serious Miz. Yeah. So Ms. TV hosted a Saudi Arabian uh, comedian and actor. His name, I think, was Ibrahim Al-Hajjaj. And Grayson Waller interrupts. He tries to take over the segment. And Grayson Waller's more like, is like, who's the better host? And Ibrahim chooses Miz because Miz is a baby face now. And they both feel it. Well, first, Waller just kicks the comedian guy mm. quite hilariously he just dies yeah uh, but then Miz skull crushing finale and the comedian guy hits a terrible people's elbow now you said this was worse than Snoop Dogg said I disagree I think it was worse because I I get a real kick out of Snoop Dogg's one this one I was annoyed with I Snoop Dogg's the only is better for the running of the ropes yeah yeah I, I'm getting <laughs> No, because that's got too much movement on it. Like, he tinks against the ropes. But, like, you know, this guy did a fun little flying elbow thing. He did, like, the, the arm pad and stuff. Yeah. Tempest wouldn't let it go that he rolled up one sleeve and hit the elbow with the other. <laughs> like, that cushioning work, from the, the suit jacket would yeah. stop the, the move. I don't think this needed to be here. No. For me, as an international viewer, but I'm, as I said, I'm sure the live crowd, not that the live crowd seemed to enjoy a lot on this show, uh, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure the live crowd had a good time. Uh, I th there was rumours it was going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, that's what I know. He wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there in the end. After that, we got Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio for the United States title. My match of the night. I don't care what you say, Dave Meltzer. I, I do recognise that Drew versus Seth was by far the better in-ring work, but 
I just think Logan Paul is a phenom in wrestling. I think he's naturally unlikable, and they're booking him brilliantly to that effect. And the finish of this was really well staged. Like, there was a... It was different to a normal Logan match and that normal Logan matches are, look at all the crazy flips I can do. But here he was almost the Claudio Castagnoli style base for Ray to do the flips around him. And he was still so good at that. Yeah. he And he's been watching his Hangman tapes because not only did he obviously do his less good buckshot lariat, <laughs> I, I will die on that hill. This one wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't wasn't CM Punk levels of not good. It was like a middling version of <laughs> no, it. No, he didn't injure himself for three months doing it. But uh, he also did his um, a moonsault fall away slam as well. Yes, yeah. Which you know, so he's been watching his hanger tapes, and it was a very lovely oh, moonsault uh, fall away slam. I th- I felt early on the actual work between them was a bit clunky. Like Rehearsed. It, it, I don't, yeah, maybe rehearsed. I, if it was rehearsed, I think it might have looked a bit slicker. No, I think this would happen with the Ricochet match as well. Yeah. It's You are watching two people looking at each other, being like, and the next thing is this. So like, not quite moving their feet into the right place and be like, oh, okay, I need mm. to sort of stumble into this next bit. It's exactly what happened in the Ricochet match. But I think once they got past that yeah. bit, and it was just Logan Paul's power game against it being the taller guy against Ray's speed, I thought the match was really, really great. I particularly liked, and this is like, I, th- I don't think many people have spoken about this because there's a few spots and just the 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 title win and everything are, are far more like exciting. But at the start, Logan taps Ray on the head so disrespectfully. And Ray just has this look of, oh, I'm too old for this little <laughs> punk, you know. And I've never seen Ray be like that. Yeah. This idea, he's like, no. That's not cool, man. <laughs> and I really got invested in Ray's old man Ray, like old man logo, Logan attitude there. Yeah. And later on, he, when Logan does this big leapfrog and it's all spectacular, look at my youth. Ray just hangs back on the ropes, doesn't yeah. Irish whip himself back into Logan and just sarcastically claps him. It's the experience. I loved the veteran upstart yep. dynamic here and at the end when logan has cheated to win he's he goes over to ray and looks like ah look i've got united states title and ray's just there defeated going you know what you did man he said you can hear him say you know what you did yeah you cheated i was just so into this yeah i, I thought this was really really great i and want a rematch i kind of i think you know they it should be la knight beating logan at wrestlemania to get la knight over and the u.s title over but there's a part of me that wants Ray to beat this punk back as the redemption revenge story. Yeah, I my only complaint I have about this match, and it's not a complaint, it's more of a question. Actually, because I've got no complaints about this mm. match, in fact, so I'm going to take that back. I've only got one question about this match, which is why wasn't it Dom that did the interference? Yeah, that would have been good. Because that's the story you'd set up on TV. That it's him and Dom versus Ray Mysterio. But it's not. It was... Uh, I didn't know this on the live stream. Me and Dan were just like, it's some guy. I don't know who this guy is. And then apparently the live chat informed us that it was Logan Paul's manager. Right. So did they say something on commentary about I him? I couldn't really hear where we were watching. Because like, I've been just seeing this thing of everyone keeps saying sneaky, sneaky YouTuber. Well, that's no, because that's what he looked like. Oh. 
we just were like, oh, he's a sneaky, sneaky. I think Sullivan was the one who right. said that to me. Because Sullivan put it up on our Instagram stories. And the <laughs> other. I thought it was a line from commentary because he was doing a lot of sneaking around. He really camped it up, didn't he? He was just coming in like, oh, <laughs> and it like with the brass knucks. Oh, <laughs> oh, camera, don't see me give the brass knucks to Logan. But that's why I thought it would have been better if it was Dominic Mysterio. Because yeah. that plays up into the Ray thing and... You set it up on TV that mm. that was the the finish. But what happened was is this lad uh, passed Logan Paul the brass knucks. However, Logan misses the punch and the brass knucks fall off of his fingers. Really fun. Really, really fun. So the sneaky, sneaky YouTuber tries to like sneak around and grab them again. And someone hops over the barricade to stand on them and stop them. And it's Santos Escobar. LWO standing together, stopping him interfering. He picks up the brass knucks and he chases off this lad while putting the knucks back on the ring apron for logan paul to get them again it was done in a way where it it looked like he did that unconsciously that's it but i think Mm. more than likely he did that on purpose it's it's actually also on a saudi show when they did the brock roman title belt being thrown into the ring by Heyman, and it's equidistance between both of them this is that like oh i don't you know, oh, did I do that by accident? I'm so sorry I did that. But it's also because it's so. If you didn't want him to him to use the moves, you'd have taken them with you. Yeah. But he made a choice to leave them back on the apron, which I think is very interesting going into the. So why I don't think you're going to get a rematch because we're going to spin off into Ray versus Santos, I guess. There was some beautiful stage in there as well because Logan is set up for the six one nine. He's hanging on that middle rope and he looks down and he sees the brass knucks and he gets this big grin. He's like, oh, but Ray doesn't know. And Ray runs at him, he hits the 619, goes up to do the, the top rope splash, and that's when Logan clocks him with the brass knucks to win. I love that he took the 619 as well, because that's, again, some of that like veteran instinct that we were talking mm. about at the start when you know sarcastically applauded him. He was like, if I take the move, he doesn't know mm. that I've got this weapon. I can't, you know, I'm not just going to hit him in his knees with the, mm. the brass knucks or stop him like that. I'm going to lead him into a false sense of security that he's on yeah. top and about to hit his finish. I thought it was a really, really smart fi- uh, a smart finish to it. And yeah, and I, I, as I said in the stream yesterday, I feel like you can now build Logan Paul versus LA Knight at WrestleMania for the US title. And that's LA Knight's big moments. And I think this is a great choice. It's the right move. I've seen people go, oh, another part-time champion on SmackDown. And I'm like, well, it's making SmackDown ratings go up, though, because you've got all these <laughs> very, like big star-powered champions. And Logan Paul did say if he wins the title, he's going to be on all brands. He's not tied to any specific brands. Oh, okay. So he said, he, you know, he said, I'll be on Raw with this belt. I'll be on NXT with this mm. belt. So he oh, could be a touring God. guy. That would be so weird seeing Logan Paul on NXT. There was also just one last moment to talk about this, is the moment when Ray did a moonsault, mm. he did a springboard moonsault, and was not going to get the distance on this. And Logan Paul didn't just run forward to catch him in this move. He ran forward and dropped to his knees to catch Ray in this move and basically save him from spiking himself on the mat. I I just I'm so impressed with Logan. Yeah. Every time well, you know, the Ricochet stuff I was like blown away by, but to to have so few matches and to be ring aware and your co pilot in this in the dance of wrestling aware to save him like that. And then he like seamlessly turned it into another move. Just, it is preternatural ability. Yeah. Is uh, that a word? 
preternatural? It is now. I feel like I've seen it written down. I don't know what it means. I during the live stream because I was doing the the live stream reaction to that. I was on commentary for this point, and I was cheering when he was doing. Like, was doing some of his really impressive stuff, and I heard it was it was Harriet and Ian behind us. We've been to a lot of our live shows. Big supporters of ours. And I just heard Harry go, Luke, no, <laughs> no. And I was turning around, I was like, but it's very good. And then he did a really big move again. And I turned around, I was like, see? And everyone, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> Someone heckled right at the beginning. You're annoyingly good. Stop being so great. There was a guy, one of the Chicago guys, at one point just shouted so loudly, generational talents. <laughs> We've got to pick it up a bit because we've still got three matches to, to go. Uh, Belair versus Io was not really that exciting. I felt a lot of the the crowd were more into the Logan stuff, so they were dead for this. And it's not like they did anything crazy to get stuff in. However, the finish made it one of my favorite things on the show. Great. So Bailey's interfering here and there, and then they're outside. Io accidentally collides with Bailey. So one of the Bailey interferences. This, this is why I love this Bailey angle that they did. Bailey stopped the referee counting Belair pinning EO Sky. So EO Sky lost the match. Belair got a visual pin, but Bailey distracted the referee. So there's that. That came after Bailey stopped, distracted the referee unintentionally. So she was late getting a pin for mm. EO Sky, which is why EO's annoyed. That's why Bailey is trying to be a friend and interfere, but some of it doesn't work. And it's making Sky think that she is doing this to screw with me, which is why she has gone <laughs> elsewhere. So Eo accidentally hits Bailey, but she doesn't look too beaten up by it. Fine by it. Um, but then Bailey still tries to help. She stops Belair getting back in the ring. So Belair's like, "I'm just gonna take you out, hoist her up for the KOD." When someone attacks Belair, and like, is that Dakota Kai? No, it's Kyrie Sane. Oh my God, she looks totally different. No Sky Pirate stuff. She is just... Anime. Anime villain. She looks 10 years younger. It was awesome. She looked so cool. She didn't smile once. You know, she's always smiling and kawaii in the previous gimmick, but now she's just like, no, I'm a mean killer. Yeah. And she, she like hits Belair. Belair beats the Count to get back in, but when she gets in... Eo is waiting, poised to hit that whiplash moonsault and retain. And then Eo gets in, hits her freaking best elbow ever, best flying elbow. I'm sorry, Randy Savage. It's it's better than Randy's. It's even better than Punk's. <laughs> and then Eo and Eo <laughs> and Kyrie pose in the ring, and Bailey's on the outside, heartbroken. I loved this so much i'm so into this damage control split storyline i've been so dead against like the split of damage control because stop breaking groups up mm. but this is such an interesting way of doing it because bailey's not done anything wrong mm. intentionally all of the things that she's been like where eo thinks she's been messing with them have been unintentional bailey is as i keep saying on the three counts eo's biggest fan but eo sky's not seen that way so now She's gone and found an old friend. The Sky Pirates on WWE, together on WWE. And how is Bailey going to react to this? There's reports that Saray is also coming back into mm. WWE, who left NXT last year. And Kermit, that Reddit guy, um, oh, yeah. said, yeah, this is a new act. New people are going to be added to this. 
it's close friends of of them and it's people you're not going to expect Ooh. so there is this really like yeah and fightful select backed this up fightful select reports being like we've seen and we've asked people have asked us about kermit's reddit post and yeah we've heard there are moves in place to bring more people in to add to this group are the japanese lady they, wrestlers they didn't like sean didn't say and kermit obviously didn't say because kermit wanted to keep it as a surprise but yeah, like it's there are more people coming. Saray appears to well, be one of them. Well, that's the main thing so far. Like that's yeah. the Saray appears to be one of them. That's why they're making like big, deep negotiations, trying to make moves to bring her into uh-huh. this group. And then that's when I started to speculate on the rest of news that'll be going out later today. That it, I think it's weird that Bushi Road have no plans for Mercedes Monet, considering that last month they had a plan for Mercedes Monet, mm. which was. You come back and you face Julia for the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. You know, the belts we made for you to win. All of a sudden, they have no plans for Mercedes Monet. Bailey's lost a friend. Maybe she is going to look elsewhere and find that friend to come back. This could be one of the best storylines over the winter period. I agree. Really good stuff. I think this is going to save SmackDown. With no Cena, no Roman, Mm. I think this is going to be the best stuff on SmackDown. Really excited for that. Great, great booking. Great, great booking. Yeah, really good. Cody Rhodes versus Damian Priest was next, and this was just a wonderful Cody versus Sorbet. Didn't need this. What? Like, it's fine, but I've seen the match on TV, and they just like, you know, they've done, they've done this on TV before, so it was just, it was a TV match here on a pay-per-view. 11 minutes. It was fine. We got to say, whoa. Like, at, at the end of it, I just sort of shrugged. I was like, all right. Join shortest match on the whole show pre-show not included they hit so many finishes <laughs> <laughs> and someone someone said in in the comments of my review like if you're going to hit three crossroads minimum every time maybe just get another finisher <laughs> and that's when it dawned on me crossroads is plural oh oh i see so maybe it is just <laughs> boom boom it's the rainmaker yeah i i really got a kick out of this match a lot of the matches on this show started slow and built which i you know was was fun in a lot of regards but like the previous match i found quite tedious but this one it was just boom everything right away oh you're a little bit bored from two guys fighting because it's been only four minutes well here's everybody else here's finn balor here's jd mcdonough jimmy uso's gonna super sorry jay uso's gonna super kick they look a lot alike okay (laughs) Super kick some people. Dominic's out there, chases them off. I enjoyed this. Cody won. I've seen it on TV, uh, and, and now and I had to see it again on pay per view. This did very little for me, but I did enjoy saying "whoa" with everyone in the crowd. Yeah. So I will, I will give it that. No, Sami Zayn involved. No, with the briefcase stuff. JD also might go down as one of the worst bits of interference because he got in the ring and got punched. <laughs> he did nothing. <laughs> But the main event was Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. Uh, so, yeah, really curious one going in. I thought I, I had my concerns because you laid out really astutely. I hadn't really figured this out. Well, this is the first Roman Reigns match in, in like a year that hasn't been linked to the Bloodline story. It's just, well, here's Roman Reigns versus a singles guy in his own right. This is the first one probably since Lesnar at SummerSlam? Because well, like Survivor Series was Bloodline related. Drew at Clash, I would say. 
Uh, oh yeah, that came after. Didn't it? Yeah, so uh, yeah, from yeah, Survivor yeah. Series last year onwards. Yeah, every everything. every Roman match has been a bloodline based match. Yeah. So Roman has a particular style, and it's very slow, and he walks around a lot, and he works over the opponent a lot. That works when it's so emotionally charged. Different kind of proposition, though, when it's someone who's not connected emotionally in that way. It's more of a, we're in a fight to see who's best for the title. Yeah, and it was, and it was a really interesting, it was a, sh- a, sh- a shorter match than we usually get out of Roman Reigns. 20 minutes, bell to bell. Yeah, I mean, it was, it, you know, 70% of that is Roman walking around, mm-hmm. but it's very effective. I properly laughed when Roman did LA Knight's taunt, but with a face of just like, mm, mm, mm. and then it, it did, yeah, it just went, <laughs> I thought Roman was really good in this. LA Knight, I think, is a it's Carrion Cross. Great entrance for Carrion Cross. Then the bell rings. LA Knight, mega over. But then the bell rings and it's fine. Mm. But I thought he more than held his own in this main event. And this was on the lesser end of Roman matches, but that's only because Roman matches have got a bit more emotional charge to them, and this one didn't. But I thought LA Knight was really good, and I thought LA Knight had a, a, the, the good near fall that we all expected. Jimmy Uso. The, the problem with the match, though, is then it's Jimmy Uso interferes, and there's a visual pin, and Solo Sokoa interferes, and then Roman cheats and Roman wins, lol. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was two things. I mean, LA Knight's a, an interesting one for me. Uh, I love him on the mic. I love saying yeah, but I, I don't get a lot out of his matches. Some of that is him. You know, he's he's just not at the level of a lot of other modern day wrestlers uh, in terms of sort of in ring stuff. But the, the I think the the bigger problem for me is they are giving him John Cena's match layout to do, which is get worked over for a while, then make the comeback, and it's just like you know with, with the sort of people's elbow mm-hmm. bit he does. I. I it's just I, I hate that style of match. I like a much more back and forth thing. Or <clears throat> if it's Roman working someone over for a while, it's a more emotional, yeah, charge thing. So for me, I did I didn't get much out of it at all. I never believed in any near fall. It wasn't like spear near fall uh, from Roman. Like he didn't kick out of anything. It was I think there was only one spear and that was it. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, I, I I never got into this. I'm yeah. afraid it it was fine. Mm-hmm. A, a totally fine serviceable match, but it's not the level you expect for Roman Reigns, given the year that he's had. I hope that this does elevate LA Knight, though. Like, you look at Roman's opponents, and I would say, you know, Drew, Owens, Zayn, they they all fell back down. Mm-hmm. Cody stayed up there, I would say. Jey Uso's definitely been elevated. Let's see where LA Knight is in a couple of months' time. Yeah. I think you're going to... WrestleMania feels like that's going to be the moment that he has. One year after not being on the Mm. card, even though everyone wants him to be on the card, beat Logan Paul, win the US title. Eliminate Logan Paul from the Rumble. Yeah, I like that story. Yeah, and you do that. And I think that'll be a really good moment for for LA Knight. And I think you can use this to try and keep him elevated. Yeah, I hope so. Um, But overall, I gave this 70%. There were three spears in the match. (laughs) Well, there was one... The barricade, one outside. I wouldn't count oh, that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't remember the other one. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I gave it seventy percent, which is about three point five out of five. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the sort of lower rated things I've given. I yeah, it's a three out of five show. I might 
elevate to four out of five just for the Kyrie Sane thing, and I and I've got a lot of interest going out of that. Uh, but yeah, this was kind of in the same vein of pay of payback in Fastlane. At the end of it, I was like, cool. I'd say there were the thing. It was a middling show, but it had three really good, interesting moments: the Cena finish, mm-hmm. the title change for Logan Paul, and the Kyrie stuff. And I'd argue Drew and the Judgment Day. Like the rear thing. I wouldn't put that as high for me, but like th- those those three bits. I'm, I'm clinging on to things for Raw, so <laughs> I'm, I, I am going to say that one because the three you said are on SmackDown, yeah. so I'm going to find my Raw thing for, for me to be excited about to watch on Tuesday morning. Uh, do we have any Patreon? We do not yet. Okay. Those will be coming uh, later on in the week. So we're going to get the rest of your Ultra Chats now. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call for them. Restore.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. Also, while you're clicking links, get your tickets for our Survivor mm. Series party. It is our first overnight show. So we're quite excited for yeah. it. But we haven't done an overnight one. It's a before. sleepover. It's a sleep. We're basically having a lock-in. Yeah. We're having a lock-in yeah, at the pub. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited from that aspect because I haven't done a lock-in since I was a teenager. Tickets are already on sale. They went on sale last night at the event. So you've got to, I, I recommend you get them fast because they are going. Yeah. And Survivor Series isn't long away. It's two weeks, three weeks away. Three weeks away. Mm. And Matt here says, man, it feels like at War Games we're getting Judgment JD Judgment Day, Andrew versus Sammy, Cody, Sir, Jay, and Seth, and possibly a returning Randy Orton. Mm. Loving the slow burn Drew heel turn. Uh, Drew is going to be such a tragic villain when he turns to the dark side. I'm a betting man. His deal is up around March, early April. I think Drew will stay with WWE. Also, I like the wrinkle of Sammy stealing the money in the bank briefcase from Priest. What are your thoughts on Drew? Like his yeah. contract's up. No negotiations have started thus yet. I, I, I we'll see what happens with that. Um, but in terms of the tragic villain, yeah, and I, and I think that's what what when you were talking about the Bailey EO storyline, that a lot a lot of the characters in WWE are right, even though they're on opposing sides. Yep. like Drew's right. Drew's right, and his motivation. Yeah, I, lo- I love that, and I love as well that he's right. And people are just like, I'll get over it. It's like, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Why, why would I get over that? That's a, that's a moronic take to have, Seth. Mm. Um, Matt continues here. Great to see Kyrie back. Ever since Hunter was given full creative control, we've seen a lot of his NXT kids pushed as main focal points of Raw and SmackDown, like Bronson Reed and DIY. Surprise so Hane was brought in as a heel. She's a better babyface, in my opinion, but the storyline possibilities are exciting. Um, We've got the Sky Pirates back, and Bailey's the person who took out Kyrie in WWE. Yeah. It was how she was written off when the deal was expiring. That is a really good point. Yeah. That is, I mean, that's a long-term story. Yeah, she was taken out in April or May, June time in 2020, yeah. and then she stayed with the company until the end of the year, uh, but just not on TV. Um, there are also rumors of this Japanese faction, which is something that SRS has wanted for ages, and WWE appear to be doing it with Io Kairi, maybe even Asuka as well, and Saray, who's in talks. Logan winning the US title is a good decision, and based on the comments he made people he made backstage to people, I think ultimately the plan is for LA Knight to beat him for that belt. I like the finish with Escobar leaving the brass knucks on the apron next to Logan. You can read that as an accident or something he did deliberately, mm. and they've been building that slow heel turn on TV lately as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it sounded like you were going to say something on Logan Paul. No, no, no. That's okay. uh, I, 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 
from misremembered something. Mason here says, why does no one in kayfabe care that the main title of the company gets three months off every defense and mm. has been blatantly cheating in front of the ref every time it's defended? Does the referee not care? Seth and Gunther's title reigns are above Roman's in respect, in my opinion. How come there haven't been any news where Randy returned just yet? He's, he's my Rogan, uh, my Hogan, Rock, whatever superstar you'd want to see at the top, uh, as your top of the top mark. I'd commit crimes to have his uh, to hear his music hit. As Roman was celebrating, it would have made the place explode. Well, there are reports. It's Survivor Series. Yeah. So that that is the news. Is Randy's return is likely going to be at Survivor Series, even though doctors told him, no, I wouldn't wrestle again. <laughs> Daniel here says, I feel like the product is on autopilot right now. Mm. Reigns' defense formula has gotten old, and the revolting Judgment Day booking feels insignificant. Revolving Judgment Day. Uh, credit to Bianca and Io though for putting on a great match despite the lack of reception. I don't think that's uh, unique to their match though. Mm. Anonymous here said, "I'm very interested in this Kyrie return. I forgot until Cole mentioned on commentary that Bailey was responsible for her being written off TV. Bailey has uh, has been legit trying to help Io during her reign so far. I can't wait to see how this all plays out." Gaz Gengar says, "Firstly, what a night, lads. Mm. Secondly, follow on from my message yesterday. Uh, tassels are the way to show Raquel's back, I guess. Thirdly, <laughs> Rhea is basically the godfather of WWE. Sorry, God Mammy. Mm. It feels uh, like that for a few months. God person, come on, it's 2023. Oh, she's a she's, a, she's Mammy, isn't she? Uh, also, does anyone think that Bailey might try to make nice with Kyrie Sane for EO's sake?" Well, I, I think that's, that's where you go first. That's yeah. great. She's trying to be mm. part of this group. I loved when Raquel Rodriguez came out and she does her 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 taunt. She turns around, take a look at my back. Oh, but it's Saudi Arabia. The back is covered up. Yeah. <laughs> She's just pointing. <laughs> Roach Senpai here says, legit sick and tired of Roman's title defenses. Every time someone interferes in his favor, costing the match, if Roman won cleanly and he would have been booked stronger, it's just now lazy, stupid, and uncreative. Yeah. I don't really know what you do, though, because I think people would be mad if Roman beat him clean. I think people would be madder if it was just a DQ finish. An LA Knight one, but title doesn't change hands. So it does have to be interference or Roman cheating. And you're like, well, I guess that's that's the corner they book themselves into. They need to have more creative finishes for Roman to win as a heel. Yeah. Shout out as well. There was uh, someone there yesterday who was there with their mum. And we were chatting yeah. to her after the uh, at the end of the show. And she was very upset about the Logan Paul thing because he cheated. Yeah. And she was like, shouldn't have happened. Like he cheated and they and they let him get away with it and he won that title. Yeah, I I love that take. That was that was a pure, pure take. It's beautiful. Mm. That Dylan guy says the way I'm looking at it is WWE are doing to Solo what they should have done with Umaga. Mm. Yeah, Logan deserves the US title. Don't care what anyone says, but he loses it at the Rumble. And with Drew, I was hoping for this time we didn't get it, so we'd have to get two match set a uh, two match Seth. But <laughs> that's what you do with Seth. Yeah. You go for his title, you have two matches. Jared uh, says, uh, I really like Logan Ray, and I love seeing the chaos that comes with it with fans disgusted that WWE put the belt on him. I've cheered him when he won, and Adam Pearce turned around to us, and I said, I hope your flight gets cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a bad word for him, though. Lovely. That's Adam Pearson, not Adam Pearce, general manager of Raw. No, Adam Pearson, who mm -hmm. was at our show yesterday. Celebrity mastermind, yeah, Adam yeah. Pearson. 
Um, the derbiest of derps says two title belts on part timers. What do we get transported back to the first part of 2020? Jokes are really it's more um, when uh, Brock was champion and was never there, and they were that was just bad though. Um, jokes aside, I hope that Logan getting the US title leads to him having great matches. I think him and Sammy would be a great match. Yeah, that would be good. They they interacted before. They never had a match. No, oh. maybe they did. No, they wouldn't. Wouldn't have been in the, in the Rumble. Like they've done like a like a promo segment or something. Um, oh no, he was part of the, the Kevin Owens storyline during the pandemic. Remember when it was Sammy versus Kevin? Yeah, and Logan Paul was part yes. of that story. That's where Sammy yes. did the dance. Yes, yes. That's how that happened. That's they, why I remember. That's why they. Yeah. I, I, th- I was thinking, I was like, have they? And then you said, I was like, yes, they did. I remembered. Uh, Walker says, now hear me. I was out. Sammy in the bloodline? The Logan Paul Roman Reigns? No, he wouldn't have been there. No. Sammy Zayn wasn't there. Yeah. Walker 14 says, now hear me out. I haven't been able to shake how I'd love to see Roman lose the title in a lumberjack match with all of the baby faces he screwed over or cheated against on the outside. Coming together to take down the big bad Roman, you cue the Avengers music. That's, uh, uh, yeah, I like that idea. I booked that as Chris Jericho's, um, I think I booked that as someone's finish and i found an old fantasy book in warfare mm. but yeah uh just girl says afternoon lads a great show elevated by how i watched it thanks again for a great night at the watch party i got to talk to everyone and they were all super lovely landed back in cork this morning and got some much needed sleep thanks again for a great night oh thank you very much for coming and John here says, good appropriate time of the day, lads. Overall, I was entertained with the show and streaming your channel at the same time. I hope to one day make it to a live watch along with you guys. Thank you for being awesome and making me smile in these hard times. Oh, that's good. Thank yeah, you They're the much. best times. Everyone come to the watch parties. We want to meet you. They're super fun. It's the best way to watch wrestling. And shout out to Walker4LB, who has joined the members. The link is in the video description below, remember, to get your tickets. Uh, so that is going to do it for us here on the Restore Podcast channel today. Please do press the subscribe if you've made it this far and haven't already. Give us a little thumbs up to help us in the algorithm and get your comments in down below with what you thought of the show. We're back tomorrow with a review of AEW Collision, where a new faction was mm. formed. And then we're back on Tuesday to review Raw with all of the fallout from Crown Jewel. Till then, I've been Luco in DAD. That has been Ollie Davis. Jam that jam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.